Welcome to the Living the Dream podcast with Curveball. If you believe, you can achieve. Welcome to the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast, a show where I interview guests that teach, motivate, and inspire. Today, I am joined by special guest, Mari Fong. Mari is a music journalist. She is a mental health advocate for musicians. She is also the host of the Check Your Head Mental Health for Musicians podcast. So we're going to be talking to her about her career and her podcast and all that she's doing to help musicians with their mental health. And for those of you who might not be aware, today, November 3rd, is National Stress Awareness Day. So what a perfect conversation to be having on this day. Mari, thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you so much, Curtis, for having me on the podcast. I'm excited to talk with you. I'm excited to hear about you as well for my listeners. Why don't you start off by telling everybody a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm a mother of two daughters that are grown, and I had a career both in healthcare and also in entertainment. Uh, I was a music journalist for a long time, 20 plus years. I covered all different genres of music, mostly rock music, but many different kinds. And I also was in healthcare. I uh, was in the pharmaceutical industry, so I learned all about different conditions and diseases, learned about depression and anxiety, and really had an interest in the science part of you know, the, of healthcare. I had actually a great grandfather who was an herbalist and physician for the Chinese railroad workers back in the 1800s. So I think that's the reason why I'm really interested in healthcare and helping others. But as I was going through my career, I fell into a depression and I was sort of at kind of the top of my career. I was working at Sirius XM Radio. I was a producer for a show with Neil Strauss, who's a rock biographer and also a writer. And he wrote the book, The Dirt on Motley Crue, one of the best rock biographies out there. And so I was living this kind of dream job working with one of my icons. But anyways, I kind of unexpectedly fell into this depression to the point where I wasn't able to work anymore. And with the depression came anxiety. And it was a, it was a tough road for me because I didn't know what was going on. Everything seemed to be fine in my life, but I couldn't seem to figure out what was going on. But anyways, I did find out eventually that it was due to a hormonal shift in you know, my body. And now I'm being treated for that. And I'm just very thankful and grateful that I was able to find my mental health solutions. And it really inspired me to start this podcast, the Check Your Head podcast. Around 2017 is is when I started coming out and getting better. And that was the same year that we had Chris Cornell, Chris Cornell of Soundgarten and Chester Bennington of Lincoln Park 
both take their lives within the same year due to their mental health struggles. And I really made me think about, first of all, all the joy that they've brought me with their music, but also all the musicians in the past that have had mental health or addiction struggles and have lost their lives. And I really understood it. And I really want to do something about it. And the podcast was my answer. And I'm just continuing to be an advocate, continuing to talk about mental health solutions and recovery. Well, before we get into your advocacy, let's talk about your music journalism career. Talk about how you got into that, why you got into that, and all the interesting acts that you've covered. Oh my gosh, I got into that because, first of all, I was always a pretty good writer, you know, back in school. I never really thought about it. But I mean, I've loved music all my life and, you know, went to shows and concerts and, you know, was always listening to music. And I found an opportunity to write for a newspaper in Los Angeles on music. And I said, you know what, this might be my end to be able to interview people, you know, musicians that I admire and be able to go to the shows and cover them. And, and so I decided to dabble in it and learned that I was pretty good at it. And I discovered how much I, I really enjoyed interviewing people. I was just naturally curious and I, I just really enjoy hearing about people how they made it in the industry, kind of like what your podcast is doing is, is, you know, finding out how people got to where they were. But, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much where I started is a local newspaper in Los Angeles. And it just, my career built from there where I started doing freelancing for newspapers and magazines like Bass Player. And I wrote for Yahoo and I think the best part about it, of course, is was to actually interview these artists that I really admired and, you know, find out more about them and kind of present all this great information and stories to their fans. Speaking of the great information and stories, let's talk about some of the ones that you have interviewed that your favorite ones that you admire and, and the favorite, the best story that you got out of that. Well, some of the great people, let's see, there's so many wonderful people. I was able to cover and, and do photography for Paul McCartney, which was a huge thrill. I was only chosen, I think two people in Los Angeles were chosen to cover that show at the Hollywood Bowl and take photos. I've, let's see, Chester Bennington of Lincoln Park interviewed him you know, during the height of this whole rap rock revolution that was going on in, in the 2000s. You know, covered Jack White and the White Stripes, another, you know, act that I really admire. Got to interview really interesting musicians like Jonathan Davis of Korn, who, you know, has like so many different sides of his personality. And like with my podcast, been able to interview Fred Armisen, who is a drummer and also a comedian. And Linda Ronstadt. Linda Ronstadt was one that I was completely thrilled and floored that I was able to talk with her and find out, you know, how she is doing with her progressive nuclear palsy and her life today. So, yeah, there's been really 
I've had some really wonderful moments with some great musicians. Definitely sounds like it. Well, we're going to get into your podcast, but first let's talk about mental health of musicians. Tell us about the incidents of mood disorders among musicians. Well, there's actually a pivotal study that was done. It's called the 73% study. It was conducted by the owner of Record Union, who's out in actually in Europe. We had him on the podcast. His name is Johannes Vonberg. And what he did was he took, he did a survey on 1,500 independent musicians and asked them about mental health and mood disorders and found that 73% of musicians admitted having some sort of mood disorder sometime during their life, whether it be depression, anxiety, panic attacks, PTSD, OCD, there's, you know, obsessive compulsive disorder. And it really kind of opened the eyes to the industry and what is going on and how serious it is to really be aware that there are mental health struggles that are going on within the industry. And you know, it really made me want to do something about it. So it does seem that musicians and creative people, when you think about it, they're in a business that utilizes their emotions. And with music, with their lyrics, they connect with fans. They pour out this, you know, this beautiful music that is representative of their emotion at the time. And oftentimes that emotion connects with their fans and actually heals them. You know, we all know that music makes us feel good, but once we understand that somebody else is feeling the same way that we are, especially when you're, you know, in a mood disorder like depression or anxiety, it makes you feel less al alone. And that's, you know, when, when you feel connection like music, it could really be the turning point to getting better. Why do you feel like mood disorders are more common among musicians? You know, I feel like if you're in a, a creative art, whether it's music or painting or sculpturing, when you really think about it, it's all based on emotion. It's an emotional expression to be able to create music and to write lyrics. And I find that a lot of musicians use music to, to get all of that emotion out. And I do feel like creative people like musicians are more emotionally expressive. And so they need those outlets. And so because they are more emotionally expressive, they choose industries where they can utilize that. And whether they're conscious or not about it, it really does, I don't know, it not only makes them feel better, but it makes for a better song because all that vulnerability that pours out in a song really touches the audience. And, you know, you know, as a DJ, that sometimes there are musicians that are very technically good at singing, but it's the musicians that are really able to pour out that emotion when they sing that's when they're really able to touch people and really able to really get to them. And, and that's really the joy that we feel when we listen to music. So I guess the answer is that they're more emotionally expressive 
And, you know, why not be in an industry where you can, can utilize that? Well, I know when I'm listening to music, I'm definitely listening for the words and the emotion. Let's talk about a musician's lifestyle. What is it about a musician's lifestyle that can be detrimental to their mental health? Oh, that is such a good question. And it is such a unique lifestyle. You know, when musicians are up and coming, oftentimes they might have a day job and then they, at night, they rehearse with a band and they might have gigs that, you know, have them stay up till two, three in the morning. Sometimes there's an after party where alcohol, drugs, different things might be available to them. And then the next day they wake up and they, you know, have to go to their job again. And, and so you can already see the stress that can happen there. You know, there's overworking, there's tendency to party. And as, you know, as part of socializing in their, in their industry, and a lot of times, you know, musicians can self-medicate it's easy for them if they do come across mood disorders or mental health conditions. As you rise in popularity as a band, you could start going on tour. Going on tour is also, you know, it sounds very glamorous, but, you know, if you've ever traveled for work, you know that it's difficult to be away from a lot of things that you love. You might be away from your partner away from your family and friends that you've known for a long time, away from your dog and your animals, your home. I mean, these are foundations for mental health. And when those are taken away and you're on a, a tour bus with a bunch of people that, you know, where you don't have a lot of privacy and you're kind of eating on the road, you're eating fast food, and maybe you're not getting the exercise or the routines that you've had when you were at home, it's tough. I mean, it's tough. And you could see how that could also affect your mental health. You know, people can get depressed or anxious with the new schedule, the stress of rising in fame. And, you know, oftentimes when you get to the very, very height of popularity, everything you're scrutinized, every, every move that you make is judged. And, you know, it's, it's tough because nobody gives a musician, a roadmap or guidance on how it is to go from a local band to becoming famous and well-known. So yeah, there's a lot to the lifestyle that can, you know, can really affect their mental health. Well, you interview a lot of musicians on your podcast. Talk about some of the real world solutions that they offer to deal with mental health? Well, you know, we've had people like Brian Wheat of Tesla. We've had a female musician, Emma Lute of, I'm sorry, Emma Love of Lute. We've had quite a few musicians talk about panic attacks. And panic attacks seem to be quite common with musicians. And a lot of them talk about breathing techniques that they've had to learn in order to quell their panic attacks. And oftentimes that's, that's combined with meditation. It's amazing how techniques like 
breathing in a certain way can help calm your nerves and calm your panic attacks to the point where, you know, that you're okay. You know, there are, are other, we often have experts, mental health experts that are paired with the musician's story that will talk more about the therapies. And so, you know, we've had people like Dan Reidenberg of save.org, who is one of the world renowned authorities on suicide prevention. You know, we've had people like Chris Tronson, who is not only an obsessive compulsive disorder advocate, but he's also a has it himself and has experienced it and is now a, a speaker and also a an OCD specialist. So we have people like this on the podcast talking about professional solutions and also the real world solutions for musicians. So, you know, gosh, we we have people like grandson talk about ADHD and depression. Some people do go to therapy and they look at it sort of like going to the gym. It's something where they can mentally, you know, either vent and get advice from a professional. They also might take medication is another thing that, that we've talked about as far as real world solutions. And the thing about mental health is that there's so many different types of solutions and if we go on checkyourheadpodcast.com, we have a list of, of a lot of different organizations and associations that provide free and affordable help to people for a variety of different mood disorders. So, you know, we do try to in, we do try to get real world solutions on the podcast and also professional solutions so that people can make a choice. And try different things because it really is a journey to find out what's right for you. And solutions are really individualized. Well, let's talk about what do you think the music industry could do to improve the mental health for these musicians that struggle with it? Well, I do think the music industry is aware that mental health is important I do think that there's more that can be done. For instance, I think it would be good for, for people that are involved with artists like publicists, tour managers, record label executives, um, you know, people on, on their team to, to know more about mental health, to know the signs and symptoms of what to look out for if somebody is going through a mental health challenge. In fact, right now I'm getting going to take a class and be trained to be a certified mental health first aid responder, meaning it's teaching me how to recognize and also how to respond to somebody who might be going through a mental health challenge. And so what I'd like to see is, you know, people in the industry also getting training and knowing what to look for and also maybe developing strategies on tour so that mental health is part of the part of their priority you know maybe having life coaches or therapists that are on call that can be contacted you know 
at certain times during the day so that if an artist or somebody on their crew needs therapy or assistance that they can get it. You know, I also think that it shows care and really compassion for the people that are, you know, making all this wonderful music and, and why not, you know, it, it's so important to take care of, of the people around us, especially, you know, if you have an artist on your record label, you know, you want them to be good, right? We, we, I mean, it's really a fun, mental health really is a foundation for a lot in our lives. I mean, if we don't have our mental health, everything else tends to fall down like dominoes. So, you know, these are a few things that the industry can do to take action and really start implementing changes in the industry. Well, I know you've been kind of talking about your podcast all throughout the interview, but right now go ahead and talk about it fully. You know, what's the mission of it? Anything else that you want to say about it? Let people know how they can access it and listen to it and anything else you want to say about it. Oh, that's nice. Well, it's called Check Your Head Mental Health for Musicians podcast. And what we do is we have notable musicians and experts come share their mental health solutions for wellness. So we have people like uh, from all different genres of music. We have like country music artists like Chase Bryant and Gangsta Grass. We have rock artists like Seether. You know, I mentioned Linda Ronstadt. We have people from from the past, iconic musicians like Emilio Castillo of Tower of Power. And we just had Sal Rodriguez from the band War come on the podcast. And so it's a mix of musicians from different genres that are just, they're sharing their story and they're sharing their solutions. And it's amazing what people go through, through them, through their journey and how persistent they are and really what superheroes they are, because it's not easy to go through some of these things. And oftentimes it's done very quietly. No one seems to know about it. So I really try to, you know, I really want them to feel like they are brave and they are, they're brave and they're, um, you know, they're helping so many people by being open and honest with their solutions. And then we have mental health experts that come on that, you know, give more professional advice and give more insight into different disorders. Like, you know, what is a panic attack? You know, how does it feel to have PTSD? And, you know, what, what are the different things that can cause depression? I mean, oftentimes we think of it as trauma, which can be a big part of it, but it can also be physical conditions. Uh, like for my, in my case, it was hormonal, but it could also be caused by heart disease or a thyroid condition. So, you know, we try to educate in that way also, but we make it, we make it entertaining. We make it conversational and, you know, we want to be able to really, you know, grab people's ear so that they can continue to, to really listen to the episodes. But the other thing is that because we focus on mental health solutions and wellness on checkyourheadpodcast.com, not only can you listen to it there, but you'll find over 125 different resources for 
all different kinds of conditions and they're all free and affordable. So it's really a great resource if you want to try, you know, different solutions for yourself or to recommend a solution for somebody else. Because our mission really is to normalize the conversations on mental health, to encourage people to get help if they need it, and then to provide solutions. So, you know, it's, I enjoy it. I feel like it's part of my destiny to do this. And you basically listen to it on any podcast platform, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and of course, on our website at checkyourheadpodcast.com. Well, let's talk about any other current or upcoming projects that you're working on that people need to know about. Well, I am partnered with Sweet Relief Musicians Fund, a longstanding nonprofit for musicians. And I am, you know, really trying to raise funds for mental health. They have a mental health fund that has been really well utilized during the pandemic. It's been tough for a lot of musicians who are used to going on tour and everything stopped when the pandemic happened. So, you know, I'm working with different local bands and very popular bands to, you know, raise money for mental health. And I am also just taking part in an upcoming documentary on Tubi, which I'm excited about. Uh, talking about musicians who were gone too soon, like Whitney Houston or Amy Winehouse, who, you know, both had mental health struggles and addiction issues and kind of giving my insight and perspective on, you know, what we can do in those situations. So I've been really excited about being an advocate. It wasn't something that I really planned on doing, but, you know, the more I speak openly about my story and also you know, just advocate for musicians to create positive change. I just feel, I just feel good about it. And I'm, I'm just happy to be a part of, of this whole thing. Well, so we can know when that documentary comes out and check it out, give out your full contact information. I know you gave out the podcast website, but give it all out, any other websites, social media links, so we can stay connected with you. Okay. Thank you so much, Curtis. Um, social media, it's at Check Your Head Podcast. That's Facebook and Instagram. And then for Twitter, we're at Check Head Pod. If anybody wants to get in touch with me, you can write me at checkyourheadpodcast at gmail.com. I read everything. And I think that's about it. Yeah. Everything's on our website at checkyourheadpodcast.com. And, and will we be able to see when that documentary is coming out on there as well? I believe it's going to be February or, or March of 2022. On what channel? It's on Tubi, T-U-B-I. And I think the episode is called Gone Too Soon. So other artists that are going to be covered is like Aaliyah and gosh, a few others. And they were all female artists that uh, we're gone too soon, but I'm really excited about that. Okay. Well, to close it out, a question for you. What is five ways that not only musicians, but anybody can improve their mental health? Okay. Well, I'll just say off the top of my head, 
you know, one thing that I love to do is to take breaks throughout my workday. And I know it sounds very basic, but a lot of times we don't. And just to go out in nature is really can soothe and have your brain recharge, taking a break, talking with a friend. Another thing that people do to kind of give themselves a break is meditation. Meditation has worked wonders for people on my podcast. And, you know, there's guided meditations, there's, you know, other kinds of meditations, if you're not sure how to do it. But what it does is it really brings you in the moment. And sometimes when we're in the moment, again, it allows our brain to recharge. And that's so important. Another thing is to incorporate music in your life. Whether you're listening to it. I mean, I listen to music pretty much, it seems like all day, because it could fit my mood, it could change my mood and uplift me, it can make me want to dance. So music is a wonderful way to soothe your soul and your spirit. The other thing is, if you play music, playing music and jamming with your friends, or just strumming on the guitar, playing on the piano, that's another way to really be in the moment. And I know that when I was taking lessons for piano and keyboards, that was my time that no matter what was going on in the day, I was able to relax and really enjoy the process of making music and listening to it at the same time. And I guess the, the I think I'm at number five, <laughs> number, is connect. Connect with people that you love connect with them, take care of them, have them take care of you when you need it. And, you know, really enjoy conversations. I mean, whenever we connect by laughing or doing something together, or talking about some difficult things going on in our lives, those are the times that we can really improve our mental health, because, you know, we're able to really receive help from others and also give help to others. So those are some ideas that I have for self-care. And I know it's something that I have to continue to remind myself because it's easy to forget when we're so busy with our lives, but it's so important to do. Ladies and gentlemen, check your headpodcast.com. Please be sure to follow, rate, review. Share this episode to as many people as possible after listening. Also, Android users, go to the Google Play Store and download the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast app. Mari Fong, thank you for joining me on National Stress Awareness Day. Thank you so much, Curtis. And let's have a stress-free day today and enjoy ourselves. For more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on living the dream.